You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Now, um, we're, we're trying to get back on point, aren't we? Because yeah. we just spent the last, what, kind of 45 minutes, um, you know, arguing back and forth on kind of the, the state of state of climate. So, yeah. you know, I was pretty fired up. You were pretty fired up. But we're trying to get back. So, to kind of spare everyone from that around the future of work. So mm-hmm. kind of actually starting to dig into kind of where are we actually heading? So we've obviously this is the third kind of part of our convos around kind of where we're actually at with the with the future and the and the current state of work. We are. So we're really talking about whether the incentives to work, what is the incentive of work? Are mm-hmm. we really just pushing to get the pay envelope? Are we really is that really what work is at the moment? Um, mm-hmm. and really want to dive into really what pushes us forward and gets us out of bed and and sort of understand where where that's all come from those ideas and then also look at the state of play in terms of how organizations are imagining themselves to exist in the world and then also how organizations and companies are an own entity that play a huge part enforcing policy change for Um, sure for sure yeah yeah and there's there's a fair bit in in that so i mean i think kind of you know starting with I guess some definition stuff first around, you know, the kind of when you start to think, you know, we were talking last time about this this shift in kind of, you know, what's actually starting to happen in in responsibility and and structure and the the idea that, you know, I often think about is that we kind of have this thing at the moment where it's employee and employer and, you know, if you take just the kind of, um, I guess, the E and the E and the ER off the end of those and you just kind of go employ and you start to think about it about in that manner, it becomes an interesting way to start to think about that we've kind of separated um, the kind of the people who give you a job from the people who do the work. And that feels quite antiquated in terms of where we're actually starting to head. Because when you look at kind of companies that are creating the future, often in technology, it's really, it's kind of a group of people coming together to solve, solve a thing. And yes, salary is part of all of that. But there is a much bigger game in terms of kind of around who actually owns the shares etc it's a funny thing that you say that because i reckon what's happening there is i really like your analogy where the two e er and ee is taken off i don't know if i got that quite right i think so (laughs) and then it makes sense in terms of that shared value but then when you look at what technology companies have done or really actually strip that back and go look where technology has been born from and Mm. that is born from a shared push to solve a problem but then i still feel like we have a company then capture that yes and sell that and work that and still exist in quite a normative structure where there is You've got um, Atlassian here in Australia who've captured that value and sold it to the world 100 million times over. Hmm. You've got Tesla doing the same thing. But that comes off the back of a community of people trying to actually change things and move things it, and push it the does. needle. It and does. I think it does hint to where we can get to, which is that open source platform where a lot of communities who have unique skill sets are working together to solve things. And that's the result of technology being able to cross borders and geographies. For sure, for sure. And it's, you know, the the construct of that is, you know, kind of like we're... um 
you know, the, the, even like if you look at your company structure and how that's changed over time from kind of being sole trader-ish, which is kind of, you know, it's basically as a structure, what that means is that you can basically charge for your time outside of the construct of kind of a traditional company or being a salaried employee to where you've now gone as the business has grown to becoming actually kind of a company. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that there is shares in, in that company. And I think often we don't spend enough time thinking about just that very fact that there's actually shares and then the question then you know that begs to be answered is who owns them and for what aim is it actually actually going through and i think that's where the conversation around this notion of kind of um employ rather than kind of being employees and employers is actually starting starting to head because the value that's created you know in terms of kind of the world that we actually live in is often i think best thought of as is a kind of relationship between a group of people and a problem, right? And kind of the, therefore, how do you actually kind of create the value out of that, and how do you share in the in the risk as well as the reward of that? It's not a traditional kind of um, employment contract. It's actually that we're working together to to address to address something, and that's you know ultimately where I think kind of our most productive, biggest breakthrough companies. I mean, there's a huge world that you know I don't think is really relevant to get into in terms of from a capital perspective in terms of where those spoils actually go but just the simple fact that there's this vehicle where you can create shared value is interesting yeah and it's changing across the board um a conversation we had earlier reminded me just around this is a generation being grown up around that you can have shares in organization shares in companies shares in digital assets like it's a a generation that's trying to push the needle in different ways and through shared value but then we're entering a labor shortage market Mm. where companies are now having to differentiate around that how they cast their value to employees so employee brand is so Mm. big and what does that actually mean and what does that actually have to change structurally in companies to be at the forefront and exist there for sure and then what does it mean for organizations where employees are walking away whistleblowing on what's actually going in in that company culture yep so we're getting this changing shifting dynamic around who's holding who accountable and is big brother still watching or is little brother or little sister actually holding big brother account and going well what's going on behind the closed doors there that's what's sort of changing and interesting and then we've got uh so many studies coming out and this was pre-pandemic saying Mm. that people are so willing to take a pay cut to Mm. find meaningful work. And what does that mean? People are searching for meaningful work. Yep. And that's where organizations can really capture that if they can actually deliver it. Yeah, and I think a lot of that comes back to, I think, what we've lost in terms of it's actually the kind of the dignity in in work and that kind of what do we actually actually mean by that so if you kind of if you look back through through time like the kind of dignity of work was really caught up in this kind of this construct of kind of manual labor in terms of kind of you know i've, I've worked hard kind of therefore it's kind of there's a, there was a dignity that actually went went with that but bringing a pandemic lens to it what has happened in terms of kind of that you know people are actually starting their own little little businesses off to the side people are actually reimagining but they're 
going, I don't want to go back to that. So if you look at where the kind of labor shortages are, they're in these broadly meaningless kind of environments that are that are speaking to values that aren't actually um, upheld. So if you look at things where, the, you know, there's a real struggle to bring people back in terms of from a hospitality perspective, it's not all hospitality that is actually suffering from that. It's about this kind of this employer-employee relationship hospitality where there's no flexibility around shift, etc. And there's no kind of shared shared rewards. But it is interesting to think about maybe the future of a lot of those organizations is about actually, well, what if the employees actually have a share in actually kind of how this thing actually actually runs? So where would you work? Are you happier working in hospitality where are you kind of actually getting, you know, at the end of the day, proceeds are actually coming back to you for how well the thing is doing or do you want to work in a place where you get your hourly wage with no risk on the table your shifts are told to you and there's a person at the end of probably doing quite well off the back of back of that and it's interesting to think about a lot of people are going I don't want to go back to that type of thing where I don't really have agency around the control of my time yeah it's a it's a funny one how that's going to change and i feel like we get on this seesaw here on the pendulum and it swings and it's gone dramatically to that way of being like i want to own the risk and what that means Hmm. um and then we're sort of talking about how family dynamics are changing and how like we are little nucleus or little nodes that exist in an ecosystem and how that all works because that construct that happened in the 50s especially for the um for the developed world in really casted this narrative around father goes out works um mother stays home and it was cast doesn't work but gee she was working her butt off exactly um at home and then that's how it works and that was pre-post-world or post-world war ii yeah and it was our is our dignity narrative wasn't it it's kind of like it was like it's like it's ultimately i think pat like i mean to call a spade a spade it's like this male fantasy right it's like you know it's kind of if you look at the imagery that comes out of 50s particularly kind of 50s us but i'm sure it was the same same here it's literally it's the kind of dinner's always on the table it's five o'clock it's kind of it's perfect lawns it's kind of white picket fence land and kind of everyone's kind of caught up in this but really in today's world we're doesn't look like that at, at all it's to your point around kind of these there's these nodes work is really ultimately you know i think there's a relationship between however you're coupled up or kind of you know whatever situation you're in there's this relationship that happens and it's about actually sharing that sort of stuff and it's that that we have to give dignity and give agency to that's it i don't think work ever was that like it's just no, the way we framed, framed work and yeah. i think we're finally the pandemic maybe that is something that it has given us is the understanding yeah. that work for people mm. who haven't experienced it in different ways work is so yeah. much more than your paycheck and yep. what that actually means and i think that's an interesting space that we're getting to on the back of a conversation we saved you guys from listening <laughs> to we were just talking about the agency that climate change really is asking of us mm. and the reality that we have to face up to but that's an emotional work and it's also a work to try and strive to actually address some of those systemic issues that are existing and how do you design your life to be able to have agency in that and feel like you can do something and that is work family life is work and i Mm. think through the pandemic a lot of people have experienced different ideas of what work can be and that Um, it is a whole different idea of how you construct your day. And to yeah. another point on top of that, it is really giving employees and employers a better understanding of what productivity is mm. because we've got this this other overlay where 
companies are saying we're going to offer a four-day week or we're going to offer a five-day week but you only work five hours a day and a lot of people actually coming back with the data saying everyone's a lot more productive if we do that it's just actually saying we're going to do that but then i think what would marry well there is that shared value so people are pushing they want to be their most productive because they want this entity to succeed because they're aligned with its values and what it's striving to achieve you're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Your hosts, Patrick Beggs of Per Production, a production house that works with organisations to create media that strengthens culture and communicates that culture to the world. And Joe Rogers, CEO of The Contenders, a brand agency famous for crafting brands which deliver results for those who work for them, shop for them and support them. For more information, head to baupod.co. And if you find this podcast insightful, please help us by telling a friend and rating us on iTunes. Thank you. Now back to our conversations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I, could, I couldn't agree more with that in terms of where that's starting to head. And I think there's a couple things in that to, to unpack. So the productivity thing, you know, we'll come, we'll come back to that in a second in terms of kind of actually kind of how do you give voice to productivity and what does that actually mean? But I think there's this other real kind of element that often goes kind of unspoken about, which is that it's kind of how do we actually put value on kind of the, the whole of actually, actually what, is, what is done. And I think that's what's interesting about the kind of the, the shared risk thing mm-hmm. that is actually starting to become more and more of a conversation between kind of you know as we move to this employee world rather than kind of you know employees and employers is that it's that's starting to become more of a shared thing about shared um, outcome and good or or bad no different than if you're in again whatever type of relationship you're in that's the conversation that actually happens in functioning relationships as well it's a, it's a give take it's a kind of you know you sacrifice you know it's like um, in my own life you know I get up early a lot um, everyone at home knows that so therefore I do the early swimming stuff with with our daughter but I'm really fine with that but that's the given give and take in in a relationship that's been established and I think that's what we're starting to see come through at work as well is that this idea that it actually needs to be shared at, at some level this idea where someone takes all the spoil um, and you do all the kind of work is is becoming more and more challenged when we live in a world where actually it's it's kind of we're creating ideas right we're kind of actually working towards doing doing different things and it's a different different way of thinking about it but i do think it's starting to move in in that direction and and i think it's linked to your second point which is kind of what is productivity in in today's world and that, again a kind of another antiquated idea like the the nine to five like if you think like just let's all just take a beat nine to five yeah. right so think about that and think about how our world's been constructed to it so the reason we have so many highways kind of all that infrastructure is to get you nine to five well even if you, it's even if it's the seven to three so yeah. think about that in construction seven to three right so you get you have to get to the job site for seven o'clock and you leave at three o'clock all right i get that you have to get somewhere if you're building something it's a physical thing and it's location based get that but even in the office thing think about you got to be there at nine you got to leave leave at five they're very strange constructs but they came out of kind of you know as i've been reading a fair bit around they came out of kind of the war really it was this idea that we kind of had this military construct where you did 
shift things. You were either on duty or off duty. And they just brought that and said, okay, you're on duty. And then, then you're off duty. Whereas today's world just is not and it made like it so that. simple. It was like yeah. dad or whoever goes off Gotta go. works. <laughs> and then he gets home. He's like, I've done my work. What have you been, like, yeah, what have you been <laughs> doing? <laughs> You've done nothing. You didn't have to do nine to five and they're doing 24 to 24. Oh, God. But yeah, yeah it's uh, hopefully that is changing because oh, that is has uh, to change. brutal, really. But it, at the start of that, it got me thinking about... Mm. Well, all right. So, we were really coming into this conversation talking about has the end game in terms of pay packet changed? And I think on top of all of this, what work is and what we're actually striving to achieve, people are questioning, yes, how much do I need to get paid to do something meaningful? Mm. Then on top of that, at the moment, we've got fabricated wealth coming up or fabricated money that's just popped and now we've got it. And then we've got the capturers of wealth who own assets and these things Mm. have a return because you own them or they're owned and they generate an income. And that is like, from my construct of what work was, is Mm. pretty much you be your own wealth. Like you're the asset that creates the money. But in reality, when you really think about it, like it's these stationary things or um, services, no, stationary assets that create, generate income. And they're the big generators of income and how much income you have depends makes how much wealth you can generate so it's like if we can get our heads around that i think the idea of work Mm. we can actually work to a better future not work to a better paycheck spot on yeah and i think that's that's exactly how this is all starting to shift like i think that's a really kind of great um outtake is that this idea that kind of you you go paycheck to paycheck to kind of actually you're trying to build future to future and there's one is kind of more a valley like this so you know i've often thought about that like kind of one of the biggest issues that drives kind of um labor insecurity and kind of um wealth insecurity is that idea of the paycheck to paycheck so if you think about it it's basically it's a roller coaster so um anyone who kind of ever you know looked at a chart of any level can understand that you get a peak here where that's that's payday and then it drops and drops and drops and drops and drops and drops typically it'll hit a point as your consumption actually meets it and then it has to go up again right there's no ability for that to kind of go below the kind of the the mean line but when you think about kind of a future where you have differentiated kind of stuff and it's not just a pay packet that's actually supporting you that trough is kind of you can actually go a little bit deeper but over time that builds like this right Mm. it actually kind of you know the the idea of kind of compound interest whatever it is is that future you is thanking current you because there's something that's actually growing in value that is not just paycheck to paycheck and i think people are starting to under understand that and you know you think about industries like hospitality and kind of you know the the labor shortages and things that we're actually seeing is that you know arguably one of the responses that that kind of um, employers um, could actually do is to just start to become employee. And what I mean by that is that what if everyone shared in the, the upside and the downside of, of that place to kind of actually make it make it function. You would argue that you're going to get much more meaning and much more satisfaction because what people are saying no to is that I don't actually want to come in and be rostered the way that it actually suits you and I have to build my life around that because people have realized that life there is a life that actually kind of moves like this all the time and you you don't really have the ability to push it to the side. Yeah, and put this rigid cage on it. I think it's getting a lot of flex. And it's not going to be simple in there. Like of course I, it's not. No. Coming from a hospital, I've worked in there going through uni and past yeah. sustaining projects that I want to push forward. And that's how I've built 
<laughs> this business that I run off the back of working in there because it is a flexible actual income to For be sure. able to marry something, to be able to build into something uh, where I really want to grow into and grow something bigger than myself. Yeah. Um, but the hard bit in there is all the different tanglements of it's not going to be a simple structure there. And that's the hard bit. And that's where I think soft skills really come into the play yeah. in trying to navigate that from a hospitality perspective. But any business perspective is being able to manage those different nodes and understand the strength of it and that longevity. But um, I think mm. it's something people are willing to do. Like you can see it there. And the opportunity, I think that's in life, everything is timing and momentum. And mm-hmm. right now when I was coming into this conversation looking at PwC and right there, my takeaway from their data was that we've got a very insecure workforce. Hmm. Insecure as so much as that the work that we're doing today might not be done tomorrow by the same people, might be done by a robot. But insecure <laughs> that the people doing the work today don't feel like they're going to have that job. So insecure yeah. as in that hmm. everyone just doesn't feel like they're going to be valued in the future. Yeah, so which is quite scary. Yeah, so to sit at that at a personal level. But that's, I think, because of the rhetoric that's going around. And we had a conversation and spoke about that. I think my forefathers were worried about the chainsaw when they were chopping down trees. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. and uh, taking full away the disclaimer, work the they were. Like, yeah. And this chops into this narrative of being yeah. productive for productive sake. I think they had to justify yeah. their existence by chopping down x amount of trees so they could come home and say don't talk to me i've just chopped down x amount of trees well it's the yeah, productivity was defined through a time continuum right yeah. so it was kind of that basically you did your hours therefore that kind of was was what your productivity was based in was kind of this this idea of of labor but the future is not gonna gonna be that and i think productivity really what it's actually about is about impact you know around that the the true issue is is that kind of if you're for example if you're up in the pilbara and you're kind of you know you could be out in a 50 degree day driving the the vehicle praying to god that caterpillar would finally fix their air conditioning system um and you're actually going to be able to stay cool enough or you could be sitting in the air air conditioned kind of um control area actually monitoring what what goes on the the issue is is the relative value that's that's assigned to those to those things that i can think creates this idea of labor insecurity so how do we actually put a value on kind of monitoring things that is probably you know equivalent whatever that is but the the issue that so many people face is that those types of jobs they're they don't really have meaning and there's no kind of dignity that's actually assigned assigned to it and i think you know where you know, you know this conversation starts to head and perhaps where we'll go next in the kind of conversation is around exactly that like i think covid so much of covid was about like you know this idea of like the essential the essential workers so when you think about who was essential, like who actually got to operate, right? Those are the people every day in our world that actually allow it to function, mm. right? They actually allow us to kind of get through, but it's more than that, right? It's like, you know, like people, like I love this kind of thing about people talk about community and kind of, you know, where where they live. But if you then ask the follow-up question around, oh, kind of, you know, like, what's your community like? What they typically run you through is a person, right? Or a place that has people in it, right? It can be as simple as they can go like, oh, it's kind of great cafe where kind of you just run into people every morning. Or it can be as complex as kind of like we've got this kind of lovely kind of um, seniors home where you kind of, you know, there's kind of they're always interacting with the community. It could be the school that's the kind of center of that 
those are all people-based places that actually kind of create this idea of, of belonging. So there's no doubt, like, I think, you know, the insecurity and the way that we employ those those people is, frankly, it's shocking. It's mm. like, you know, it's, it's like the equivalent. Of, well, it's like it's like battery hens in a in a mm. like, like in a it's bar. very reflexive of where we are with the way that we do treat other things for sure like very yeah. disposable yeah and it but that's that's bullshit like that's it yeah. just it can't it can't be it just cannot be so i think thinking through kind of how you know kind of we we put value on that is really really important but then also the productivity piece is that there is no doubt that you can you can create impact with less time because we have better tools and you know i get quite frustrated um when people start to talk about like oh yeah kind of you know kind of productivity without actually understanding that we should be more productive than we actually than we actually are we have everything at our, our disposal if you think about kind of just like i mean i use this analogy so i may as well use it here like so think about like writing a note for a second like just an, an email or a text or a slack thing whatever that was that whole process even 15 years ago used to involve you if you wanted to move one piece of written information to the other the best answer we had to that was the fax machine so think about the fax machine for a second you had to write something had to print it out put it through a thing wait for it to go to the other side they had to get it read it file it on their end and then be able to go okay yeah got the facts great you've got the facts you've seen my signature yeah now i'm going to file that i'll fax you back confirmation right that is a 45 minute at best that's an optimist at best scenario now with like a digital adobe file you can flick that back in kind yeah. of 60 seconds. So that we have better tools, but do we have better thinking around kind of how we're actually going to share some of that with kind of, you know, like it's all gone, like this, the, the, the spoils of all of that productivity have gone to capital, right? So they've gone to the people who own the capital coming back to your first point. But mm. the, so much of that actually has to go back to the people who actually build meaning in, in our world. For sure. And I think that building meaning is where people are looking, but it's being able to ascribe value to that meaning building. For sure. Is the piece that's missing. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that's where we'll, where we'll head next. Let's go there. All right. Cheers, Pat. Sure. Thanks, Matt. Thank you for listening to BAU Business As Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at baupod.co. That's baupod.co.